Welcome back to today's issues. I'm Christy Carson. Recently, I had the honor to speak with marriage therapist, educator, author, Jana Levitin. She is the author of two books, I Only Want to Get Married Once and her latest book, That's Why I Married You. And her latest book is about how to stay married, I mean, happily married. How do you do that? Stick around and she's going to give you a lot of great information. So before you have a long-lasting marriage, you have to first get married. And in her first book, I Only Want to Get Married Once, Chana shares information about moving beyond infatuation to really focusing on those attributes and characteristics that support the potential for a great marriage. She says, infatuation is fine, but there has to be more. We have to make sure there's something solid. Once that initial excitement starts to wear off, we need to look for shared values, trust, respect, good communication, uh, and, and, and good boundaries, healthy boundaries that we're both standing on our own two feet because you got to be standing on your own two feet before you get married. I then asked Mrs. Levitan what happens when we think we've done the due diligence in dating and we feel like, hey, this is the one. We share common interests. We have similarities. And while dating, those differences are kind of cute and, and manageable. And then... Later in marriage, we find that some of those same things that initially attracted us now gets on our nerves. And those differences are not so easy to manage. If two people get married and they did not check that they're on the same page with their values, they did not check that there's a respect piece and a trust piece. When a couple like that comes to me, it's a lot of work to, to really dig and to see you know, what there is there. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my, my book is, is under the assumption that there is something there uh, that is connecting this couple. And at the same time, they're really annoyed. They're, they're frustrated. <laughs> like everyone who gets married, it gets annoyed and frustrated in their marriage and at their, their spouse. And a lot of times the very thing we get most annoyed with is the very thing that really attracted us in the first place. Yes, it is. So, so my point is <laughs> that that very thing that attracted us in the first place it really is like a battery that can continue to attract us. And, and I can give you an example, Christy. Okay, Would you like an example do. of what I mean? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm thinking of Carly who came into my office. She was on a second marriage, and uh, she was really annoyed and frustrated because her husband, she said, my husband is so outgoing. He always wants to go out, and I want to stay home and curl up with a good book. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying. I asked her, was your first husband introverted? She said, no, he's also an extrovert. I said, so why do you think you're attracted to the same kind of guy? She said, well, now that I think about it, I'm really not attracted to the introvert. And when I'm around my husband, he does balance me out. He he brings out a part of myself that, that really I can access around an extroverted person. So what, what Carly's really saying and what she was able to connect to afterwards and kick the attraction back in in her marriage, what she's saying is what initially attracted me was something more subconscious. It's sort of, I just felt like the best version of myself when I was around my husband. Mm. Then I get married and it's like, oh, that means we're so different. Yes. But that difference is great. It's a big part of their attraction. 
But how do you begin the process of rethinking or renewing one's mind regarding these behaviors and how you see your spouse? That's the question that she answers in her book, That's Why I Married You, published by Geffen Publishing House, available now. She explains more. It's all a reframe. You know, when, when, when we are annoyed, we're, we're uh, in a negative reframe. Uh, when we want to get back on track, it's, an, it's all about thinking the right way. And I'll, and I'll give another example okay. of Brett, one of the guys in my research, which I, again, I've researched this uh, material in eight different countries, interviewing people and surveying people. It's fascinating to see how, how couples work with their personality differences. So one guy named Brett, let's say, um, he he came to speak with me about his uh, that I mean about his situation. He said, you know, the very thing when when he was running after his wife in college, <laughs> the very thing that attracted him was her serenity and calm. And he pursued her for two years, and finally she came around. And he gets his gal, and you think he'd be the happiest guy in the world, right? <laughs> but but he was so annoyed. He said. I didn't realize how slow-paced she was. He said he's super fast-paced. She's really slow-paced. And he said he was annoyed for years in his marriage. Wow. Until, you want to know what, you know, what, what turned him around? He says one day he realized he started to see the strength in her slowness. And that's what really flipped it around. Mm. Said, wow, I'm all worked up. And I, I'm impulsive. And she has saved me so many times and so many messes. And wow. as he became fascinated with her, her slowness, so to speak, he was able to reconnect to that serenity and calm that he was so attracted to in the first place, and their attraction kicked back in. And one of the most important tools is something that I call tap into completion. Mm. The word completion has a bad rap today. You know, people think of completion as, oh, you know, I can't stand on my own two feet, so I need to get married to, to, to like, lean on someone. And, and that's not what completion is, right? Because, we, again, we can't get married if we don't stand on our own two feet. Right. The way I define completion is I can stand on my own two feet, and there are parts of myself I can access only in the incredible relationship of marriage. Mm. So we have that ability to balance each other out, but it's only if we can appreciate and respect the other person's differences. We have to train ourselves, rather than getting annoyed, to come back to the question of, how is this person good for me? What was I attracted to in the first place? And that's one question. The other question we have to ask ourselves as, as a married person every day is, what is my spouse putting up with in me? What is my spouse putting up with in me? A very good question. Also, a very good spot to tell you how to get her latest book, That's Why I Married You, and her previous book, I Only Want to Get Married Once. Both books are available on Amazon in many different bookstores. Uh, I'd love to hear from your listeners. My website is www.channelevitan.com. Channel11.com. You can find me on Facebook. I do have a, a YouTube channel, and as you mentioned, yeah, a, a book trailer on this book. And I'd love to hear from your listeners. I ended the conversation by proclaiming that I still believe in marriage, even though in this temporary, disposable world that we live in, marriage is not so sexy. And I asked, does she still believe in marriage? I totally not only believe in it, but I. I think it's even more relevant today than ever when people are, 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 you know, questioning love, when people don't understand how important trust is in a relationship. 
And I often get, you know, asked, well, why don't we do the 10-year lease on marriage since we seem to be living longer? And I say, are you serious? If you lease a car, you're not going to take great care of it (laughs) if you bought it. And if you lease a car, you're always looking over your shoulder to see if there's something better Mm -hmm. before you're going to, you know, renew the lease. And in marriage, if we're always looking over our shoulders, we're never going to have the trust we need for true love. So marriage is just as relevant in the years 2016, and I think it's even more relevant than ever. And it always will be because the greatest source for trust is a lifelong commitment saying, hey, I've got your back. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere, baby. And we're going to make this work. Learn more about Chana Levitan, educator, marriage therapist, author, and speaker, ChanaLevitan.com. I'm Christy Carson, and coming up next, it's Missouri Viewpoints.